Fastly will block domain fronting in February 2024. Researchers bypass Windows Hello authentication. Pegasus spyware found in Serbia. And 21 Chinese anti-censorship tools disappear overnight. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catlin Campanu. Today is November 24th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by Yubico, the inventor of the YubiKey, a security key that provides the gold standard for phishing-resistant multi-factor authentication. Find them at yubico.com. Internet infrastructure company Fastly will block domain fronting on its cloud platform from February 2024. Fastly joins a growing list of major cloud companies that have restricted the technique. The list includes Amazon, Google, Microsoft and Cloudflare. Domain fronting conceals the real destination of a connection to avoid internet monitoring. The technique is used by Tor, Signal and Telegram to bypass censorship in oppressive countries. It has also been adopted by malware operations to hide back-end infrastructure. Security researchers from Black Wing Intelligence have bypassed Windows Hello fingerprint authentication on Dell Inspiron, Lenovo, ThinkPad and Microsoft Surface Pro laptops. The researchers assessed the secure device connection protocol and how manufacturers implemented it. Blackwing says that while Microsoft did a good job at designing some parts of the SDCP, two of the vendors they tested didn't even enable it. The research was sponsored by Microsoft's more security team and aimed to test the top three fingerprint sensors used for Windows Hello authentication. The Australian government has published its cybersecurity strategy for the 2023-2030 to period. The plan describes a government-wide effort to improve the country's cybersecurity posture. Major points include the introduction of a no-fault, no-liability ransomware reporting requirement and a possible ban on some ransom payments. It also plans to set up cyber rapid assistance teams to help Pacific Island nations respond to cyber attacks. The government has allocated 586 million Australian dollars for the strategy's implementation. Traces of the Pegasus spyware have been found on the smartphones of two members of Serbian civil society. The victims learned of the infection at the end of October after receiving a notification from Apple. The SHARE Foundation says it won't name the victims to protect their identities, but it will work with Access Now and Amnesty International to investigate the hacks. A North Korean hacking group has carried out a supply chain attack using the infrastructure of Cyberlink, a Taiwanese company that develops multimedia software products. Known as Diamond Sleet, the group hid the lamload malware in the company's legitimate applications. The incident took place at the end of October and had limited impact. Microsoft says the malicious activity only impacted around 100 devices across the world, with most victims in Japan, Taiwan, Canada and the US. Insurance company Fidelity National Financial has shut down some of its IT systems in the aftermath of a major cyber attack. The Florida-based company disclosed the incident a day before the US Thanksgiving holiday, shortly after the intrusion took place. The ALF v ransomware operation took credit for the intrusion. Fidelity National Financial is the largest title insurance company in the US and the incident is preventing the closure of some real estate transactions. 
In a surprising turn of events, a regime-controlled news outlet in Russia has doxxed and revealed the real-world identity of Killmilk, the leader of the pro-Kremlin hacktivist group Killnet. According to Russian news outlet Gazeta, Killmilk is a 30-year-old named Nikolai Serafimov. Reporters say they learned of Killmilk's identity from two Russian hacktivist groups, and they later confirmed the information with a source in Russian law enforcement. A new Mirai-based botnet is exploiting two unpatched zero-days to take over IoT devices and carry out DDoS attacks. Named Infected Slurs, the botnet began operating in late 2022, but its activity ramped up in October this year after the addition of the two zero-days. The two zero-days impact router and network video recorder models. Security firm Akamai says it won't reveal the vendor and model names until patches are available in order to prevent additional exploitation. Kaspersky researchers have discovered a new web shell named HRServe that has been secretly installed on hacked Microsoft Exchange servers across the world. The malware can hide and execute in a server's memory and appears to have been in use since 2021. Kaspersky says the only victim they've managed to identify is a government organisation in Afghanistan. The security firm described the malware as sophisticated and believes it to be the work of an APT group. Blockchain security firm DWallet Labs has disclosed a vulnerability in blockchain infrastructure provided by Infstones. According to DWallet Labs, an attacker who exploits the vulnerability can take over servers and extract the private keys of validators hosted on Infstones infrastructure. Researchers say the vulnerability impacts transaction validators for different blockchains such as Ethereum, Binance, SUI, Aptos and others. At least 21 tools meant to bypass China's Great Firewall and other state censorship tools have been removed from GitHub. All the tools were maintained by Chinese developers and were removed on the 2nd and 3rd of November, suggesting some level of coordination either from the developers or authorities. Western privacy experts believe the Chinese government managed to de-anonymize and pressure the developers into removing the tools. The move comes as China cracks down on internet anonymity. Earlier this month, the Chinese government ordered that any social media account with more than 500,000 followers must list their real name on their profile. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Ubico. Find them at ubico.com.